Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. History of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I am Casey Mallon, and you are now in a Sooner state of mind. Go ahead and like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Wait a minute. I've only got a little. Then scram. Lucky for you, I've got more than enough, and you are more than welcome to bogart it. As long as you eventually share it with a friend, let them know. And if you're feeling really lazy, just shout, Hey Alexa, play Sooner State of Mind podcast. Football is back and BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From Week 1 all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Sooner Nation, what is good? We still vibing out that huge Texas win from last week? Mm, I know I am. I am buzzing from that epic Longhorn beatdown. It helps reading all the tweets and seeing all the clips from the game, reliving it every day. Delightful. And I do have to say the OU social media team is absolutely killing it. They're making some great content. The Boz postgame, are you kidding? They know. We know. The whole world knows. I got chills watching that. The Studs pregame speech, you watch that and you're going to feel like running through a wall. Oh, man, some great compilations out there of the plays. Um, One of all the defensive plays from the game, including that epic goal line stand. Some with the audio. So good. And then there's another one with the uh, OU's final drive. Loving it. 
cinematic qualities going off. There's also the one that's got DG, Stoops, Farouk, Anderson, and Rouse talking about that final drive. Good, good stuff, man. If you haven't seen it, go out there and find it. It's everywhere. Football Dudes LA retweeting a lot of that stuff. Um, it's just making it that much more sweet. Mm, so sweet. Like sweet tea on a summer afternoon. Um, the only real bummer to come out of that game is the loss of Andrell Anthony. He suffered a knee injury in the fourth quarter of the game. He's going to be out the rest of the season. Anthony was leading the Sooners in receiving and had a huge third down catch early in that Texas game to keep a drive alive. Hopefully he can heal up quickly and hopefully he returns next year. Andrell's definitely going to be missed. But this also creates opportunity for someone else to step up. And I am fully confident in Coach Emmett Jones's ability to help facilitate that move. I think we'll be okay. Just totally bummed for double uh, A there. Also, a lot of crying horns out there. Michael Jordan Bevo's left and right sad horns with a plethora of reasons why they didn't win. One was the uh, Big 12 conspiracy. For some reason, the Big 12 wanted OU to win that game. I don't know why they would want... Um, I don't know why the Big 12 would want OU to humiliate Texas yet again. I mean, OU is 5-1 and one in the last six against Texas. And since 2017-8, and eight, um, I don't think the Sooners need any help from the Big 12, but it's a pretty good excuse as long as we're throwing them out there. Also hearing a lot of, oh, you played their A game. We played our C-minus game. Well, Texas fan thinks that that is the best the Sooners team can play. That's cool. They're in for a rude awakening. The Sooners had a bunch of things to clean up, left at least one touchdown on the field, gave up a freebie with that uh, blocked punt for a touchdown. So... I don't think that was OU's A game. And if Texas only played their C minus game, what does that say about the inability of their coaches and the players to get that team ready for a game against their biggest rival? Especially knowing what was at stake, knowing what was on the line. If you can't get your team ready for that game, maybe the rivalry is just too big for you. I mean, Sooners have been winning most of them anyways. And oh, also, um, OU's final touchdown drive that put the Sooners up was some kind of miracle. No, we are definitely known for Sooner magic, and that wasn't it. Sorry, Winers, that's no miracle. That's preparation. That's execution. That's being ready for the moment. That's rising to the challenge. Hard work ain't a miracle, people. But we'll let them cry. It's all good. You guys... <laughs> You remember when Texas had a first and goal from the OU one yard line, needing just that yard for the game tying touchdown. Mm, I remember good stuff. Now this OU team is definitely a work in progress. The thing I love though, you cannot deny their guts and toughness. It's been on display each and every week of the season. Definitely room for improvement. No one's debating that. But just knowing that you can count on that toughness showing up week in and week out feels pretty damn good. That toughness has been something that's been missing for a while. But it is missing no longer. 
It was on full display in that beautiful goal line stand. Oh, it will go down forever in Sooner lore. Just, just brilliant. Love it. Right up there with uh, Roy Williams and Teddy. You remember. It's going to go down in OU history just as the final Sooners touchdown drive will too. DG, forever a legend. Clinical. Some big-time scrambles, some big-time throws. Calm, cool, and collected. And it doesn't shock me that the Sooners' best players stepped up when the lights were the brightest and delivered once again in that moment. The Sooners were ready for it, and we saw it. Ah, brilliant. Nick Anderson, touchdown, lead, crowd, crazy. Mm. Sooner state of mind, it's a good place to be. However, it is no time to rest on our laurels. Can't slip up and lose a game we're not supposed to. Oh, you should be favored in the rest of their games. But if they don't show up each week, no matter who the opponent is, they can get beat. But that does not feel like it will be a problem with this team and the coaching staff. But one loss and OU shot at the college football playoff could go away. Stay on your toes. Stay alert. They don't give out trophies for 6 and as you've heard coming from the coaching staff. Speaking of college football playoff, I wanted to jump ahead since we had a bye week and look at the teams that are in contention, look at their schedules, and see who's in the best shape. There's a few conferences with multiple undefeated teams, but the majority of those teams will have to face off against each other before they get to the conference championships. So let's go ahead and take a look. Let's start in the SEC, Georgia. They look to be in the best shape out of everybody. Pretty easy schedule down the stretch. Their toughest games left, hosting Ole Miss and then at Tennessee. They should be able to handle that biz. And then to me, the most likely scenario will be the Dogs and the Bams. Alabama in the SEC championship. Bam already with one loss, as you all know. And a somewhat tough schedule left. Um, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, at Kentucky, and then um, UTC, and then Auburn. Toughest of the game, obviously hosting LSU. If Bama were to lose that LSU game, things can get weird and a bunch of teams can get in the mix to find out who's going to go up against Georgia. So lots TBD, but I think it's probably going to be Bama and Georgia. Move it over to the Big Ten. Unfortunately for Michigan and Ohio State, they have to duke it out the last week of the regular season. Now, next year, when the uh, Big Ten moves to 16 teams, it will be the best two teams that we see a couple of conferences already doing. But this year, it's still East versus West. We also can't count out Penn State, who is also undefeated. But these three teams all play each other. So unless one of them goes undefeated, it could be some weird tie-breaking carnage. Michigan, I would give them the edge with the schedule that's left over. They are on the road against Penn State, but they host Ohio State. Ohio State, they host Penn State, and they're at Wisconsin and at Michigan. Penn State, at Ohio State, and at Maryland before they host Michigan. So lots to be worked out, process of elimination. A um, couple of those teams are going to be out of it. And the, the sacrificial lamb from the other side will either get the beat down by Michigan or Ohio State. Um, 
I am leaning towards Michigan now, but tons of football to be played. The ACC has another three-way madness scenario brewing as well, but the ACC champions will pit the two ACC teams with the highest conference winning percentage in the championship game. No divisions, just winning percentage, and that makes things really interesting as they have three undefeated teams, Florida State, North Carolina, and Louisville. However, none of those teams play each other in the regular season. Carolina seems to have the toughest schedule left with games against Miami this week versus Duke and at Clemson, all very tough. Florida State's been the most impressive, but they've had to use a lot of that mojo to stay undefeated. And I think they're probably the easiest schedule moving forward. I suppose Miami could sneak into the running, but I don't see a one-loss ACC team getting into the playoff. And do not count out the Lou. They are playing some good, good defense. Yeah, Florida State, Syracuse, Duke, at Wake, at Pitt, Miami. And they close the floor. They should be able to handle that. And overall, just such a bummer for the Pac-12. Not only did Larry Scott destroy the conference in a year, which the Pac has so many good teams, but it also has a handful of the best quarterbacks in college. Two of them go up against each other on Saturday as Michael Penix and the Washington Huskies host Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. The winner of this one moves into pole position for a conference championship berth with the loser most likely battling USC for the other spot. No divisions in the Pac-12 either, so it'll just be the two top teams with the best conference winning percentage as well. And all three of those teams have brutal schedules. going to be tough for any of them to get out undefeated. And all three of these teams play each other as well, so it will likely, most likely, not be settled until the last week of the season. And I think I would give the winner of UW and Oregon the edge to make the playoff, but I'm not sure any of these teams will go undefeated. But with how good the conference is this year, maybe a one-loss Pac-12 team will get in over a one-loss anybody but Bama or Georgia. That means OU or Texas as well. Pretty tricky schedules. Washington has Oregon, Arizona State, Stanford, at SC, and then Utah. Oregon. Um, Oregon's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. At Washington, hosting Washington State, at Utah, Cal, USC, and then that Oregon State the last week of the season. USC's got a big game against Notre Dame, then Utah. Don't know if Cam Rising will be back. Cal, hosting Washington, at Oregon, and then UCLA. Interessante. Speaking of OU and Texas, wouldn't it be great to see OU or Texas, eh, not so much Texas, get the last Big 12 title and a berth in the college football playoff just to stick it to the Big 12 on their way out? OU has a great opportunity to do just that. At 6-0, and if they can run the table and win the Big 12 Conference Championship, they'll be in no matter what. Couple of tough back-to-back road games. They're at Kansas and then at Okie State in the final Bedlam game. That one is going to be completely bonkers. And then the following week, a sneaky trap game. It's a trap! Hosting a very tough West Virginia squad. Then on the road at BYU and finishing at home versus TCU. All very tough but winnable games. They cannot afford a letdown of 
in any of those games. And if OU handles their business, it sets up what will most likely be a rematch with Texas in that Big 12 championship. That is, if Texas handles their business. When we beat that Texas ass back in 2021, it sent them on a six-game losing streak. We'll see if they have the mental toughness to avoid that again. But either way, some tough games for the Horns, too. Their last four games, hosting Kansas State, at TCU, at Iowa State, and then hosting Tech to wrap up the regular season. If Texas can run the table and were to beat an undefeated OU team in the Big 12 championship, I think that one lost Texas team would get into the college football playoff. I'm sure it's probably a lock. I don't want to see that scenario, though, but you know that's what Texas wants. So much great college football to be played. So much left to be decided. Let's just ride this thing out and see what happens, right? Speaking of seeing what happens, there are some completely tasty, tasty games on the Week 7 schedule. I mentioned this one a little bit ago. Number 8, Oregon, and number 7, Washington. Two of the most high-powered offenses duking it out in Seattle on Saturday. The winning quarterback stays in the forefront of the Heisman race. The winning team stays in the mix for a Pac-12 championship and possibly a college football playoff appearance. The loser, major work to do. These Ducks averaging over 50 points a game in their last five and over 227 rushing yards a game. Huskies, no slouches. They're averaging over 46 points a game in their last five. And that passing game coming in at 446 per. But it's been Dan Lanning and that Oregon defense fighting for clicks. I mean, wins. Yeah, that's it. Fighting for wins. Either way, that Doug's defense allowing just over 150 yards through the air and just over 100 on the ground. Angry Duck defense, man, getting it done. That's going to be a great game. I cannot wait to see it. It is going to be rocking. Stadium right there on the Puget. Pretty freaking awesome. Speaking of pretty freaking awesome. Number 10, USC. And number 21, Notre Dame. You couldn't have two more different styles of play. But both teams led by their quarterbacks. The Stars, Caleb Williams, having an even better year than last season. But it's taken every single thing he's got just to keep these Trojans afloat. If he doesn't go Superman each and every week, this Trojans team is in trouble. It's even in trouble when he does go Superman. Taken to the brink last week against Arizona into overtime. Arizona's coach foregoing a chance to go for two in overtime and end that thing. Decided to extend, and they lost, and they're paying the price for it. The Irish giving up less than 150 yards through the air per game. Sounds like it might be another leg day for number 13, who ran a few of them bad boys in last week. Now flip it over to the other side, this Notre Dame offense, Sam Hartman, Really coming off his first stinker of the season. No interceptions going into that game against Louisville. Three interceptions against that Louisville defense coming out. 
brutal. And Notre Dame could not run versus that defense either, man. Only 44 yards on 28 carries. That is not getting it done. And maybe are we underestimating this Louisville team a little bit? That's pretty good football, if you ask me. The good thing is, though, that SC defense ain't the Louisville defense. <laughs> not a lot of tackling over there. Definitely not shutting down the run game. They got run all over last week against Arizona. And even with the win in this game, I'm not sure that Notre Dame can get back into the mix with two losses. But the loser of this game is definitely in trouble, even if it's only the first loss for the the Trojans. Number 25, Miami. At number 12, North Carolina. And Cristobal. If bad decisions suck balls, your decision to run instead of taking a knee last week was king of suck balls mountain. Why did you do it? I don't get it. You ran last week instead of taking a knee. And you lost last week instead of taking a win. You took that L instead of the W. This game could have been a battle of the undefeated. Can the Canes recover from such devastation? Well, they should be properly motivated. Them Hurricanes averaging over 210 yards rushing per game while giving up only 58 yards rushing per game. Luckily for these heels, they have quarterback Drake May probably out of the Heisman race, but I'm sure he would trade that in for his CFP appearance any day of the week, and that is still right in front of him and Mac Brown's Tar Heels also. May's probably still a top 10 pick in next year's NFL draft. But the main prize would be staying undefeated, getting that CFP berth. We shall see. Another great game in the Pac-12. Number 18, UCLA. And number 15, Oregon State. The winner of this game still has a chance to make it to the Pac-12 championship game. How about this Chip Kelly UCLA team playing some defense what that's right these Bruins giving up less than 190 through the air and less than 65 yards rushing per game not something you associate with UCLA or Chip Kelly but here we are playing great defense and how about DJ and these Beavers a field goal away from being undefeated and I would not be shocked to see these Beavers in the Pac-12 mix before all is said and done they play grimy defense they are tough as nails at home, and you know they would love to rip the hearts out of the in-state rival in that last game of the season. But don't look past these Bruins. That could get you into some trouble. Mm-mm-mm. I have more good news, people. When we come back next week, we will be that much closer to an OU game. Second half of the season right there. 6-0. and Everything we want still right in front of us. Just got to handle that business. We will talk more about that next week. Go ahead and head on over to Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Go to shows. Type in Sooner State of Mind. And you are locked, my friends. Ton of great content. Every team. Every topic. Everywhere that is believe.com and 
If you want to watch Sooner State of Mind, head on over to YouTube. Search the football dudes. You will find us. Sooner State of Mind is brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Casey Mallon. I am in a Sooner State of Mind. I hope you enjoy the bye week, people. Rewatch the Texas game. And let's come back with our hair on fire. Ready to finish strong in a Sooner State of Mind. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.